welcome to the Courtney Charm Podcast. I am here today with Joe Altman. Uh, he is an entrepreneur. He has a very extensive resume. And normally I'd read this whole thing, but we are a little bit pressed for time today. <laughs> so, um, but he is the founder of the Conservative Daily. He has his own podcast there. Uh, really, really impressive resume. And uh, welcome. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So I would love to pick your brain about your thoughts on uh, where we are as a country today. Uh, you know, the, the the rigged election stuff and what that, you know, the implications of that are since we have another one coming up in a, less, a little over a year now. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's a we're in a pretty precarious situation because the lies have literally built most of what we have in our society is built on just a mountain of lies. And it's just a bunch of hot air. They, they, there's no factual basis. There's no foundation for what is happening in our country, whether we're talking about, you know, girls being boys or the border being wide open, the trafficking of children and women, the 86,000 uh, children that have disappeared that they came in from the Southern border, or we're talking about crime in America, the fact that they want to strip us of our ability to defend ourselves, the, the, the redefinition of mass um, mass killings by, you know, 99% of that is done by gang violence or in uh, Democrat controlled environments that have already some of the strictest gun laws in the country. So everywhere we look, there's just mountains of lies. And then you look at the election that's going to be coming up in the next 17 months. And it, 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 it's terrifying that we're going to have to deal with more lies, more of the media propaganda, more of these paid shills that are looking to push us towards the demise of, of what can only be described as the demise of humanity. Yeah, absolutely. So what are your thoughts about the, the election coming up? I mean, we many uh, are of the mindset that the previous one, I, I personally, you know, am more aligned with the Carol Quigley here who believes our elections have been rigged for a lot longer. Uh, but certainly the the last one was pretty, you know, a lot, there was a lot of evidence pointing in that direction. So what does that mean for us, you know, in the next one? Do we think that there is any election integrity? Is there any hope for any transparency or? Well, I mean, the elections have been rigged for a long time. Now, whether or not they use machine manipulation, that's been going on since 1996. Now, we can see signs of manipulation in how the math, the math, like what the curves are, what they look like uh, dating back to 1996. But what we're faced with today is is blatant disregard for the voice of the American people. Right. And you cannot outvote the machines. And so we have to look at it from the perspective of what we can do in order to take back our community. Because at this point, there's only, there's only two ways to go. One, we get rid of the machines, stop the mail-in ballots, create a system that just basically counts our votes, regardless of what it is we're trying to, in that election, to uh, get to a conclusion. Um, or we just accept enslavement where we literally are just running on a hamster wheel and our voice doesn't matter. And as long as you pay the government 55%, you can go on about your business and they get to decide who wins and loses and they get to decide who gets an education and who doesn't. And, you know, it's a perilous environment, but there is no, this election coming up in 2024, if we don't get rid of the machines, there is absolutely zero way that we will find, um, that, that we won't lose our country. 2022 was a perfect, uh, it was what they did in 2020 was just messy. They had to do everything they can to stop President Trump from getting in, and they did it in multiple other layers, like state level races. You saw what they did at the uh, legislature for Congress on the Senate and the House. You saw what they did at 
even down to the local level and stealing elections at at the attorney general level or even mayoral races. It, it They are doing everything they can to systematically destroy America as it is today. And if we don't get to the place where we get rid of these machines in the next 17 months, we're going to head towards a very, very perilous time for, for America. Yeah, for sure. Well, I have two questions for you there. Uh, one, do you think that there is any hope that we can get rid of the machines and at least have a you know, that part of the corruption eradicated. And then the second part of the question is, uh, do, it seems like they're really coming after America pretty hard. You know, a lot of the global documents talk about how they want to dissolve nation states, but in particular, they want to erase the United States of America. What are your thoughts on why that is and how successful they'll be? Well, I mean, how successful they'll be will depend on how much of an appetite we have to make sacrifices to defend what should be very sacred to us, which is the the uh, sacrifice that came for the last 250 years before us. You know, we're at a, we're at a place where people are afraid. Oh, I might go to jail, and I'm like, well, if you, did you think that saving the country from Marxist terrorists was going to require you to just sit on your couch and use remote control or play a video game? And the answer is no. It's going to take sacrifice. People are going to lose their lives. I mean, this is. And, and we don't want to push towards violence. That's not what I'm saying. We don't want to, nothing that we do in order to save our country should push us to a place of violence. But we can see what the radical left is doing, what these terrorists inside of our government apparatus are doing, and they are pushing towards violence. And so violence begets violence. So we're, we are going to have to defend ourselves at some point because they are losing the battle of public knowledge, public truth. People are waking up to the realization that media is, is, literally corrupted to the core. It is actually a, a fight between good and evil. It's not even Democrat or Republican because we've proven that both Republicans and Democrats are a part of the same party. They're they're basically divvying up the the spoils of the street while watching us, you know, have to work more and more and more and more. And and frankly, if if we're to win this, we're going to have to set aside petty differences. We're going to have to stop saying, oh, I can't, I can't talk to that person. They're gay or, you know, they're they're, they're a Democrat. Well, Democrat and Republicans have both been left behind. Everyone in this country has been left behind by the policies of these radical ideologues. And, and if, we don't, if we don't get to a place where we start recognizing it sooner and stop them from creating more division by punching more holes in the boat, uh, we are going to sink. We're going to sink as a country. And, and we are at a place where people are, are realizing that. I, on our podcast, I have people that, are, that you would consider left on the, on the show. And we have great conversations because we're aligned on principles, on character, on morals and ethics. And if we can set aside some of the other things that maybe are scarlet letters to some or absolute sin to others, I mean, we'll be in a much better place. And that is actually what I think is happening and happening very quickly. Um, So I do think there's a lot of hope that we'll get to the election next year and that uh, we'll be in a place where we'll be standing tall against this uh, this illegitimate and very disgusting evil regime that we're faced with right now. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I actually just did an event. I, I think I spoke with you when uh, last time I saw you in Florida about it. It was called the College Fest. It was Creative Artists Uniting for the Sovereignty of Everyone. And I think people were a little bit surprised that you know it was such a wide tent in terms of uh, political and uh, spiritual beliefs. But really, the thing we were very aligned on was uh, you know rallying behind personal sovereignty and uh, independent creative arts. And uh, 
I, I think that that you're absolutely right. You know, we, we essentially have this, un, you know, uniparty going on, uh, you know, at the federal level. Uh, I believe that that's being controlled by a higher apparatus uh, that's, you know, buying towards a global apparatus, global governance. But, you know, the thing that they want the least is for us to come together as humans, right? And and certainly not as Americans and uh, find the things that we do agree upon and uh, stand against them. That seems to be uh, the biggest threat that they could face. So I think that's that's where we we have some hope, right? Well, I mean, you look at the ERIC system, and I think more Americans are familiar with the ERIC system tied into our voting system. And inside of the agreement that states have to sign when they get a part or become a part of the electronic uh, registration for uh, that, it's this kind of fraternity that they build between sharing information between different states called the ERIC system. Uh, inside of our voting uh, systems to, tied to the Secretary of State is that it says in there that you are not allowed to ask and or denote anyone inside the system that is not an American citizen. You are not allowed to pass on that information, which yeah. means they are using non-citizens and or fraudulent votes inside of that system in order to drive to a success for the radical left agenda. And so as, as we start looking at coming together, most people, if not 99% of the people out there, they don't believe in this, in what's happening in our country. They don't believe that we should give a whole month to, uh, for Pride Month and give veterans and people that have fought to protect our interests one day, right? We, they don't believe that we should be shoving and grooming things down our, our, our children's throats or uh, abolishing the First Amendment and taking away our ability to defend ourselves while they mock us with what Biden does and saying that we need an F-16 in order to overcome the government tyranny. It's just not true. And so we have to find a way to stand together and work the problem in such a way that we learn the power of the word no, number one. And number two, we stop feeding the beast. We stop feeding it. We're, we keep feeding the, these people by by doing business with those that would want to destroy us. And we, we, we literally fuel them. And so there is going to come a time over the next 12 months that people start to realize, number one, kids should have a voice. They don't know. They're told, hey, shut up, sit down, put your rainbow shirt on, and you get to go in there. We're going to do and say whatever we want. And you're you're not you're not going to say the Pledge of Allegiance and your parents don't matter. And now parents are going to start seeing that their kids will have a voice. And over the next 12 months, they're also going to see that people in their community, as I go to talk to people in on the left, we have conversations all the time and they're all saying the same thing. Joe, we feel betrayed. So knowing that, can we get to a place where we start walking in and shaking hands with people that maybe are different than us and say, look, we're all in this together. We're all Americans. The evil's on one side, the good's on another. Let's work out all the details later. But right now we have to destroy this evil that's trying to uh, destroy humanity. Right. And so why do you think, do, do, do you agree that they're really targeting America? And if so, why? Well, you know, you, ha you look no further than the BRICS agreement that was created that uh, kind of separates um, some of the the NATO nations from uh, this this separate group, and now that that BRICS agreement, which by the way is, uh, it, are you familiar with it? Brazil, yep. Russia, India, China, yeah, yeah, and they just did a digital currency backed by gold, yeah, <laughs> right. So so they're they're trying to depeg from the dollar and pulling other nations into that. Once they get to one third um, of the countries around the world it really is going to put like the last nail in the coffin considering that we have a $33 trillion debt, which is nearly $100,000 per American uh, currently today. And so they're using us as currency. And whether you see that or not, every single time, 87,000 new IRS agents, 
the ability to have uh, state-sponsored um, environments where they can eliminate the ability have, for you to have transparency and or accountability when holding them accountable for certain votes and or uh, legislative steps that they've taken in order to, to quell our voice. First Amendment, Second Amendment, they're already on the Fourth Amendment. They're doing everything they can to destroy all of those pieces. And so we look at what China is able to do. We look at what, the, what uh, James O'Keefe uh, just came out with BlackRock, where they were talking about the fact that you could buy a senator for $10,000, buy a congressman for $5,000. And and this is someone that is calling the American people stupid, that they can do whatever they want, act with impunity and speak with impunity. And yet now that we know these things, every part of the American ideal is under attack. And it's not because we want to change our society. We don't want to change our society. No. Now, we don't we don't mind progress. We don't mind progressive uh, uh, pushing, uh, getting rid of slavery. It was great. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of this segregation is great. And yet we see this, this radicalization coming in and now they're pushing us towards segregate self-segregation yep. in hopes of keeping the American people, regardless of race, religion, political affiliation apart. And now we don't judge even people by their character. So these are all things that were used. No, they want World you to choose them by the color of their skin. And they're actually, right. in some cases, pushing the segregation. I mean, you're seeing it on college campuses. And yeah, they're actually reverting back to that, which is just unconscionable. So yeah. so the strength that we have collectively, that we have as, as men and women, yeah. is that we can set it aside and reject it. We have to learn to have the power of the word no. We have to learn also to listen to the entire dialogue, the entire conversation, because much like Tucker Carlson going out and defending Bobby Kennedy and saying he's winning in this fight against the media, um, everyone turned it off a minute into his episode six. And they were like, "Ah, I'm not listening to it. He's supporting Bobby Kennedy. I'm done with Tucker Carlson. And I'm thinking to myself, you missed the entire message by doing that. You missed it. And you did yourself a disservice because what he was talking about is that the the apparatus of the media has no credibility. And people are waking up to the idea that whether we're talking about Big Pharma, whether we're talking about the Southern border, whether we're talking about gender fluidity and 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 changing sexes and doing all of these things, it is all designed to destroy humanity. And they've already told us that that's what they're doing. The World Economic Forum came out and told us we need to depopulate the entire world by 90%. Yep. You, have, you, you have different... Um, uh, what are they called? Projections that say by 2025, the world population will have decreased by as much as 60%. How is that something that they are pushing and telling us what they're doing? And yet we can't realize that all of the agenda items they put on the table have nothing to do with, with solidifying rights. It has to do with destroying the very fiber of humanity. And yet we walk past it in large part and just say, look, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to stand up. And I think where we are at now is people are starting to do this. They're starting to bring themselves together to say, all right, we see it. We see it. Yeah, well, uh, that's really optimistic. I do see a lot more people waking up, um, but I'm still curious how we fight it because it seems like they've been playing such a long game. You know, they're they're masters of incrementalism, like the Fabian socialists, and so they've they've had this all in the works, really. First, and sometimes things get a little derailed, but you know, they keep do- doing all these tests. Like I, I I always say, it's like beta testing, and I do think, uh, you know, the uh, what we experienced over the past few years was uh, essentially a beta test because they keep saying the next one's coming. So the next big one. So I think they, they have other plans in store. So what, you know, other than I agree with you, absolutely, we need to come together. We need to say no. What can people do in order to ensure that 
you know, at one that we have that the election integrity, the, the very least we get rid of the machine. I'm not so sure that they don't have other measures of, uh, you know, broad. <laughs> they seem to have quite a bit up their sleeve, like uh, stuffing the ballots and, you know, some boxes that they uh, like to roll in and whatnot. But, uh, you know, at the very least, how can we make ensure that that happens? And then what are your thoughts? Sorry, this is a very multi uh, faceted question, but answer whatever in whatever order you'd like. <laughs> Um, but what are your thoughts about, you know, we have some very interesting uh, people coming into the the fray with, uh, as you mentioned, Bobby Kennedy and we have, uh, of course, Trump. And then he's got all the indictments and uh, we have uh, uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. Uh, I never pronounced the name correctly. So uh, pardon me. But uh, and then uh, Shiva. So what are your thoughts on all of that? You know, I'm, I'm a I'm a loyalist. And what that means is, is a I set aside differences and I concentrate on the things that I know are provable and uh, proven. Mm-hmm. And Vivek is not proven and uh, Dr. Shiva is not proven. Mm-hmm. And even Bobby Kennedy to a large degree is not proven, but President Trump has proven. He's proven that he's going to stand up for the American people. And he has never done anything that has been self has been self-gratifying. Even if you look at the fact that he's lost billions of dollars, he's been pushed out of certain environments, he's been forced to sell off assets, his entire family is under either investigation and or scrutiny. You have the the Bragg lawsuit up in New York that one was passed the statute of limitations and two did not actually allege a crime that was committed. So if you read the entire indictment, it had no crime that was committed. It did not even state the crime. It stated subjection of the, that he failed to record this, but it did not cite the crime. It did not cite a crime. You go down to the indictment um, that was done by the federal government that 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 moves towards um, uh, the uh, uh, Espionage Act. Again, if you read just in principle the the in, the indictment, and you read the Espionage Act, and you read the cover the the uh, President's Records Act, he didn't commit a crime. It, and you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out. All okay. you have to do is read. And this is why I have a problem with Americans, right? I have a problem with my fellow Americans who want to read a headline that says. Bobby Kennedy is is winning when Tucker Carlson put it up. But if you get down into it, he's not saying that he's winning the race to be president. He's saying he's winning the race against the establishment machine that is designed to lie to Americans. Yeah. And when you look at these indictments, these indictments are- Mockingbird. Yeah. And, but it's even worse than that because you have Vivek that's out there saying, I will pardon President Trump if I'm the president. You have Dr. Shiva that's saying the same thing. And it's not that I don't individually like some of their values or what they say. They are an unproven commodity in a place where we're at a place of great degradation. We're headed right towards a cliff, and we're going to fall off that cliff if we don't have someone that understands the landscape. And President Trump understands the landscape, and he's fighting through these indictments. But the American people have to, at some point, stand up and say no to that as well. The, the judiciary is so compromised yeah, and is, is, is so broken that when we start to fundamentally talk about a two-tier justice system, this nation cannot survive it. It cannot survive it at all because it's not based on the foundation of goodness, not based on the foundation of justice. It's based on the foundation of persecution, not prosecution. And when you have no accountability on one side and you're forcing accountability on on something that can only be described as 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 a, a slander at the basis of what they're saying, then you. you you lose the confidence, the rest of the confidence of the American people. And I don't think that we're in any position right now to get it back with the leaders that we have on either side of the aisle. Right. Do you think that uh, if Trump were, well, I guess, 
firstly, do you think that these indictments will go anywhere? Uh, do you, and then if uh, Trump is able to get in, do you think that we'll make some headway in uh, rectifying the ju- judicial system and uh, some of the rest of this corruption? Well, how do you change a judiciary when they lie with impunity? When the judges act independently yep. of the rule of law and when they are know. selected, <laughs> I mean, you can look no further. And this is why I know that they think they're winning because they're like, oh, the concrete's already in, the sidewalk's there. I've got this new judge that's a radical leftist that's in there already, and they're already doing harm to the American people. Right. And, and fr- frankly, you, you have to break it down. You have to evict the very structure that's been created in our country that got away from the fundamentals of law to begin with. Because right now, all you have is kabuki theater. All you have is a kangaroo court of people that are making decisions that do not support either logic or truth. And I can see it in the case that I have with Coomer in Colorado. I can see what they're doing to President Trump. I can see it in cases all across the nation. But we have to find our voice. We have to find our voice and then we have to start supporting those people around us. There should be no peace for anyone that is doing what they're doing in our country. They should they should be heckled to the to and pushed out without violence, with force, but without violence, pushed out and told, "Look, we, we're we're done with you. We're done with you." And and part of that is not giving them any space. And if we give evil space, evil will grow. If we give it no space, we will choke it off. And that's the that's the thing as Americans we have to learn is that either either make the sacrifice now or lose it tomorrow for future generations. Right. So how how do we do that? How do we cut out the space for them? Well, the first thing that has to happen is that people have to start volunteering their time. They have to set standards for themselves. Look, if you can spend 10 hours watching, watching, uh, playing video games or watching TV uh, a month, you you can donate 10 hours of your time to speaking. And no voice, by the way, should be quelled. No voice should, nobody should ever feel invisible. But in the tech world, in the media world, they try to do that. So, and you got to have conversations. You got to go to school board meetings. You got to go to, you, you have to go to places where where Biden or Kamala are going. And frankly, not just one, two or three or 10 or 15 or 20 people, but you just have 50 people to stand up one by one. And you you challenge them inside of it. You, you infiltrate it. You infiltrate it and then you stand up and you speak. And then when that person gets hauled out of the deal, the next person stands up and does it again. And then the next person stands up and do it again. Because truth is the one thing that they cannot get past. They they don't want to hear it. They are literally trying to silence anything that has to do with truth. And they go after anyone that, that speaks truth. And as one of the top 20 people in the nation who is censored, I, I'm on that list. There, there's a list. I'm I'm... I'm number six on the list of voices that they don't want to be heard. And even all the platforms are out there saying, listen, we've got to keep Mr. Oldman off of the stage. And insurance companies, Clay Clark, mm-hmm. Clay Clark event. He's like, Joe, you're not allowed to get on this on the stage. Why? Because the insurance company said that they will not, they will not insure our event if you speak. How is that even American? How is that even something that they could possibly do? Yet they did it. Wow. And what was their justification? Why can't they ensure if you speak? No, right. They, right. They, yeah, of course, it, they it, don't have answers. It, right. Yeah. Look, I, I am highly educated. I know what I'm talking about. I do the hard research. I don't yeah. read a headline and then jump Clearly, in and say, look, yeah. I got it. 
So I get into the. the I, I only ask that, not not to question you. I, I ask yeah. that to, to prove they never have, and they they don't feel that they even need to dignify with any kind of a response because they they don't have to justify why they do what their actions are, or why they do them. They and just, they say misinformation, disinformation. They use all of these dog whistles. You know, my 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 whole family's interracial. My dad's black. My mom's white. So they can't call me a racist. They can't. <laughs> my 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 business partner's a gay married Jewish father of two. They can't call me a homophobe. So they're trying to find every dog whistle they can. Oh, he's a militiaman. I we'll call him a militiaman, which I'm not a militiaman. I, I'm a businessman. I was I was a tech CEO for a decade. I spent six and a half years in the Middle East and Africa. Shwa Adabia. I learned Arabic flying back and forth because I wanted to be able to understand the people I was engaging with. I'd learn and I, I and I try to do everything I can to scratch below the surface and find out what fact is. And and prior to 2020, I never got involved in this stuff. I just I just wanted to educate myself and I thought people were stupid. And then I realized that frankly, I have an obligation to speak up against the evil in our society. God gave me tools. God gave me talents. And he said, go use them, but you're using them for yourself. How about using them for others? And so I think that's the, the, the thing that's happening in America is we have to be able to find out that, Hey, look, if, even if you could live out the rest of your life, it's a death sentence to the next generation. Are you willing to give a death sentence to the next generation just so that you can have my ties and sit on a beach? And I'm just not willing to do it. And more Americans need to wake up to the idea that they shouldn't want to do it either. Yeah, absolutely. That's so beautifully said. I, I am so sorry we are uh, running out of time, but I, I would love to do a follow-up with you. Where we could yeah. spend a little bit more time. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I'm so grateful for you speaking out, you using your incredible gifts and talents to help, uh, I, I really believe, not just America, but it's to preserve the free will of humanity, because I think uh, if America goes, so the world follows. So, yeah. So if you have anything else you want to impart, please tell us. And uh, of course, tell everybody where they can find you, find your uh, your show and all your work. Yeah. Well, we're on a bunch of radio stations. We're also on Rumble at the, con- or it's Conservative Daily Podcast. You can find me at Real Joe Oltman. That's uh, on Twitter. And at Joe Oldman everywhere else. I got banned on Twitter before, so this is kind of my my new and improved uh, account. I know all about Um, it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty much on every platform, but I concentrate most of my efforts on the platforms that that carry through with truth. So uh, Getter, Gab, Truth Social. Um, I'm on Truth Social a lot. And then obviously uh, Rumble. And you go to our site, conservative-daily.com, if you want to learn more. Wonderful. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. God bless you. And thank you for staying in the fight and being in the fight. Thank you. Me too. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.